Hey, this is episode 169 on the Herpreneur Show. Today we have the very talented digital expert, Heather Porter. Welcome to the Herpreneur Show, where we talk women, business, life. I am your host, Annette Lakovich. I'm an entrepreneur, businesswoman, mum, and I'm a fitness fanatic who loves to dance. What I also love to do is help you reach your fullest potential in business, health, and happiness. Join me as I bring you life-changing interviews, world-class education that helps you continue to up-level your next stage in greatness. It's your time to shine. Let's do it. Oh, today's show is going to be great. You're absolutely going to love Heather if you do not know her. You will know her now because what she does in businesses is incredible. Once working for the biggest personal development companies and some of the gurus that you know, Anthony Robbins, uh, Dee Martini, Christopher Howard, she's been there, worked with all of them. She set out on her own many, many years ago now to open up her own digital marketing agency. 15 years experience in digital marketing. She's a business owner, consultant and speaker. Heather is also the founder of the agency website Love that's built over 600 websites that convert. That's important and we talk about that today. Her clients have at least doubled their lead conversions. That's over 600 businesses have at least doubled their lead conversion from being her client. She's the host of the podcast show, The Hustle Rebellion. We talk about this as well, not about the podcast show, about the hustle, the word hustle, how it's used and how she is here to actually teach you to work a different way. Her absolute passion and genius zone is digital marketing, helping business owners scale their business, get high growth, but without the hustle. Heather loves to teach. She's an Amazon Kindle number one bestseller. She's a co-author of four business books, a trainer of that media show. And this is what's really important. She's only one of five in Australia that are certified lead trainers for Meta. That's marketing, social media. We know how huge this is, how huge Meta is, this massive conglomerate She's only one of five selected head trainers for them. She is a wanted woman. She is probably my biggest girl crush in business. We have been around the block many times together for many years and I cannot sing Heather's praises enough. Today, we talk about business. She gives us so many incredible ideas for social media, helping you build your following to be able to get leads. We talk about websites and we also talk about health and wellness. I feel so honored to be able to wrap up the end of the year podcast. We've only got two to go. And one of them is with the incredible Heather Porter. Where are you from? Where do you reside? Where do you work from? I am currently in the northern beaches of Sydney. I'm just on the edge of the northern beaches. I'm in a beautiful suburb called Davidson. And I've been in Australia for 20 years. I'm originally from California in the States. <laughs> yeah. And I just love your accent. I, I it's love the American you. accent, but I really love Heather's because she's just got this beautiful melodic tone. And as I said before, I mentioned that you were one of only five yes. certified trainers in Australia for Meta, like Crazy. the hugest social media conglomerate. Mm. And here you are being one of five. 
I want to jump straight into it. What is going on that you're seeing that is hot and it is working? Good question. Well, it's videos. Oh, <laughs> it, yes. it is. I mean, like TikTok came around, Instagram's like, let's can IGTV and like our normal feeds and everything. And let's just go all into reels. And the reason why they did that is so they can compete with uh, TikTok. And so it, it literally is a vertical video platform. And Facebook is, yes, still kind of coming along for the ride with that, but you can still do sort of images and square videos and stuff over there. But yeah, it is all about mastering short form video content. That mm -hmm. is the absolute key. You guys probably have seen a lot of videos these days with like funky, cute captions over the top of them where you have like little yeah. emojis that fly in and yeah, it works. That's why. Yeah, that's, that's my Erica, my little Erica. Yeah. That's all my videos. I go, how do we get this? And then she does that's it. Right. This is how. And I have one more <laughs> on the trapeze. <laughs> It's, it's, it, it's working. It's everywhere, you know? And yeah, so that, and with, yeah, it is, isn't it? And, and, and with videos as well, because we're now scrolling faster than ever across like mm -hmm. the first microsecond of a video. Now, the, say, how many seconds? <laughs> What's a good average? What is like, I see now I will watch a video that Erica cuts for me. Yeah. And I'll go, they're not going to last six seconds. We have to start it right here, like right at the shock point. <laughs> you nailed it. But you nailed it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. you got to go straight in with the hook. Yeah. And okay. also a good pattern interrupt. So how are you going to stand out in people's feeds differently mm. at the start of your video? I was talking to a girl the other day. I was at an event. So I do lots of speaking and mentoring and stuff like that. And I was at this event. And one of the women at my table, she's like, oh my God, you're so right with that pattern interrupt. She said, the other day I did a video and I, I was standing and I started like, like dropping down on the screen. Like I was going on my knees and I kept like melting down this, the phone screen. And then I kind of tilted my head. Like if they're scrolling over the top of me, I'm moving with them. Like, hello, wait, I'm down here in the bottom of the screen. <laughs> she's like, I got 50,000 views on wow. that one. She's like... I've said the similar things as other videos, but that start of the video is so important. Yeah. So is there a good, like how many seconds are we talking here? Yeah. Talking well, like one to two seconds. Meta says three seconds. And if you guys, uh -huh. if any of you do ads, you'll see that there's a way of sort of building audiences of people that watch three seconds of a video. Cause that's the autoplay period as well. It's uh -huh. the three seconds is the most important. It's what you, where you get people to get into the video, hit play and stick around for a while. So yeah, you don't have a lot of time. Yeah. Because it's the same with websites and yep. you obviously are the CEO and the founder of website love. So yeah. I go into that as well. Like how long people stick on a website before yeah. they go and how important that is with that that hero shot and that first page though so I would love out of curiosity you said that Facebook or Meta sorry I should say Meta changed everything to Reels mm -hmm. yeah right to be in competition with TikTok basically yes That's the impact do we know what the impact was to TikTok has TikTok slowed down because of that or is nope. just the <laughs> the people that they've got on board is it an older demographic as well on like Instagram and Facebook yeah good question so even when I was at the meta headquarters because we go there from time to time as trainers 
one of the women I was speaking to on the team, you know, I'm like, what's the deal with TikTok versus Insta and all the things going on? She's like, she goes, look, Instagram is, it's slowing. The growth is slowing. And that's why we have stories. And so many people consume stories because it's very much turning into more of a community. So Mm -hmm. that's why stories work so well. They're, they're used as a, let me tell you the behind the scenes diary of my business. And that's what people that follow you love to consume. And then obviously you have reels, which you can get discovered with your reels, but Mm -hmm. it is nothing like the algorithms of TikTok. So even though the reels have come into play, it's keeping people on, we'll say Instagram longer for sure, but Mm -hmm. the growth rate is not as crazy on Instagram anymore as it is over on TikTok. TikTok is still massively growing. There's more and more older individuals as well as companies going over to TikTok using advertising. Oh my gosh, Annette, the other day I was talking to somebody in the wealth advisory space. Mm -hmm. He's like, I stopped, I actually stopped all my ads on Meta and Google and I'm just using TikTok ads. I'm like, but you're in the wealth you're a wealth advisor. Like you have his different companies, an accounting investment firm. Crazy. And he's on TikTok. Yes. Doing advertising on ads. Oh my gosh. Wow. Using the videos that I just told you about vertical videos with the the Mm -hmm. fun captions over the top of them. Wow. Wow. That's so interesting. The team for, I don't know how long, probably at least a year. to me, And then your stuff's going to go on TikTok. I'm like, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. Wow, that's really cool insight. This is so good already, isn't it, ladies? Wow, wow, wow. Is it, I'm just going to say this. I saw you speak. Yeah. I think maybe it was five years ago Mm -hmm. and it was about the future, what's coming for the future. And you said, I think it was at least five years ago, you said everything's going to be uh, videos. Photos are going to die. Yep. Videos are going to be in. And now <laughs> I've got on, you on today and here you are saying exactly what you preached. Yeah. There you go. Is well, there anything yeah. in the future now that you know secretly that's coming that you think this is the next level? Yes. And, and it's scary and I don't know what it means, but obviously we have AI and mm-hmm. one of my fellow trainers at Meta, some some of the, the trainers are like, I think I'm smart. They're smart. Whoa, crazy smart. But one mm-hmm. of the guys is like, Heather, you got to see these videos that I just created. And he shows me his phone. I'm like, yeah, Dan, that's great. <laughs> it's a normal vertical video of you teaching stuff. Great. He's like, it's not me. I'm like, what? <gasps> he goes, I put my voice through AI. I put my video into AI. And then I had chat GPT write my video script. And then I put it all together. There's nothing of me that's real in that. And I'm like, but oh, like, what the? he goes, I'm doing tests right now. He said, I'm putting out these like little shorts, you know, real videos that are basically what I've always done where I teach it, but I'm, I'm going to see if engagement changes. So he did three at the time I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago. He had three up and the engagement was identical in it, identical from the AI generated ones to the ones he worked hard. And unless you knew him really well, and then I looked again and I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. I can kind of see little weirdnesses around your face, but just as a normal person, you wouldn't have known it. So (laughs) that is freaky. And that makes me think then of the next future from there. Yeah. Do we then start to create, and this is all just, you know, he say, she say at the moment, 
the speculation is, will it change the level of trust then later on? Spot Do you know on. what I mean? We come full circle again and then everything needs to be natural and you know what I mean? Spot and on. the girls stop yep. getting their eyelashes and their lips and <laughs> we start getting real videos. And Like I wonder how that will come full circle again. From you that. are so right on. So a couple of things that are going to come out of that. So there's a big trend right now, like the get ready with me videos. Those are more over on TikTok. That? But they're, I don't know what that is. Yeah. So it's like a morning routine with a person. So get ready with me is anything from here. I am in the kitchen making a smoothie to yeah. me putting on my makeup. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in my <laughs> um, and talking. Lum, lum. <laughs> Do my mantras. Do my mantras. <laughs> She's crazy, this one. I'm getting up tomorrow morning to watch her do her crazy stuff again. Totally. But yes, that's that's trending. AI can't really do that if you think about it, right? Like you're in in the kitchen and you're drinking stuff and you're putting makeup yeah. on or whatever it is. But also I feel like this return to community and having collaborative content. I don't know how AI could probably generate an interview <laughs> or if it can, wow. but something around collaboration. There's so ladies people... right now, this is really AI. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I do know. I do. I do know somebody that does all her podcast intros in AI, and then the interviews are real. Oh, really? So weird. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I think people like already. I was just talking to a real estate agent, and he was like, "Oh, look, my team's written this crappy AI emails." I'm like, "How do you know it's AI?" He's like, "Look how stupid and cliche it is." <laughs> So there's, there's this weird yes. fine line of people trying to work out like, you know, yeah. what's yeah. good, what's not, who should I trust? What's yeah. real? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I do that as well. When I even read just some of our students work. Yeah. <laughs> I look to go, is this, I will do like a sort of a, a second look just to see, is this them really doing their homework for their building their modules or are they using AI? Yeah. So far I think, oh, you know. Yeah, a little bit cheesy. I know when I've used it for certain things, I've got it programmed now. I use GPT-4, but I always say very simple, everyday language, nothing overzealous. (laughs) That's great. I was like, how do I get it to stop saying these stupid words? Oh, like flowery. (laughs) Don't be scared because I am here. It's like, okay, I wouldn't speak like that. No. I would love to know, we've got women on here and maybe they're in startups. And they are needing to get out there. Yeah. What are some low budget things that they could do to really start to get some momentum and still be able to, you know, get some leads? That's pretty much yeah. what everyone wants, right? We want to get some yeah. leads. That five ones on top. <laughs> we don't ask so, them much. So true. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's if you're just getting started, it's going to be difficult to have like to build a following. I mean, it's even the best of us are struggling to get more followers on, on Instagram these days. Believe me, I've just you know. I'm zero and I'm back to 338. That's not yeah. thousands, that's hundreds. Takes, yeah, it's hard work. It's, yeah, and yeah. we're every day and yeah. Yeah, it's not like it used to be back five years ago. It's just not. I mean, it, yeah, TikTok, you can get some some solid growth. But so looking at that, I think the key is that you're not going to go into it right now going, yay, I'm going to have this big following that I can organically promote stuff to. 
this is where you want to be a little bit more strategic and you maybe would consider using very inexpensive ads. I'm thinking of just a woman that I'm helping right now. She's, she's a Cairo. And so she was like, I want more leads. I want to grow my practice. I want to hire new team members. And I don't really have a lot of time to do social media posts. What do I do? Yeah. I'm like, right, this is what you do. You make four videos in, you know, one of you teaching something, one of your clients doing something or talking about you, one of your team, if you have team members or teammates, what was the other one I told her to do? So she was teaching something and then she was just talking about this amazing offer that she had. Yeah. So it's mm -hmm. teaching, offer, client mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I said, just film yeah. it on the phone vertically and then basically do the little two-step formula, which is Step one, you do boosted poster ads to get people to watch those videos. Step two, you basically promote something to everyone yeah. that's engaging mm. with you. And, and you know, that's the old strategy that we would use. And everything comes yeah. with marketing because it that does. was always like with a launch period with your email marketing, it was story offer price. You yeah. tell a story, they click on to see what the announcement of the offer is, and then they scroll down and they see the price. So it's like, yeah, I just love how things, you can sort of calculate things to go back. It's, you know, even old school marketing. It's, you know, you do a free editorial in your local newspaper. That's what you used to be able to do. You yeah. have your offer there for anyone that reads it, <laughs> you know, and they get the price. It's, and, you know, that's what that's sales pages are. Yeah. And sales pages on websites are just advertorials that yeah, yeah. were in the old school days of magazines, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I think the fundamentals of anything in business really apply. It's just using the new tools and yes. weaving that in. Yeah. How do you think ads are going now? Yeah. We were using uh, Facebook advertising like crazy years ago. And yeah. then we started getting huge success on LinkedIn just by hiring a full-time VA and just really work in that. And, you know, that now is our cash cow. And yep. then we've gone back and we've done Facebook again and it's gone better, but it was never like it used to be. A bit like, you know, being able to grow your following. So share with us about just advertising now and, you know, if it's still yeah. impactful and what makes it different to even make it more impactful. Like you still were saying, the videos, the offer. It is very impactful. It has changed. It's way more competitive. It costs more than it was. It takes a bit longer sometimes to get results. Sometimes, not always. But I think the key is just understanding the like people's mindsets and how we've shifted. And mm -hmm. back, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, there used to be something called the marketing rule of seven, which is basically yes. seven touch points to have a conversion. You remember it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they see something. Even like sometimes you hear a song on the radio is when you know that you start to like the song. You don't even realize. You go, that's it. Words. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. But that's changed. They're wow. now saying it's like the marketing rule of 35. No one, oh my goodness. no one really knows. And the reason why is because we consume 35 times more content than we did 10 years ago with our feeds, you know, and our distractions. And so we're seeing so much more that we have to see things more that we might want to engage with or do business with. Yes. So 
if that's the case, what you're saying, you know, the omni-channel, right? So it's like, yeah, where can I be? So is it now going to be LinkedIn, which by the way is amazing. I agree. Then they're going to be over on Facebook. Are they going to be on your Google for your Google reviews? Yes, they are. Where else, you know, you want to think about all the places. And unfortunately, it just means that we have to think more about our digital footprint now more than ever. And we can't kind of hide on not being in certain places anymore. Mm, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the digital footprint. Let's start yes. with your owner of Website Love. Yes. Agency that helps business grow. Yeah. You're a killer machine for helping with automation. <laughs> You're big on helping people stop the hustle. Yes. What's big when it comes to websites these days? And more importantly, a person thinks they can set a website up and it just converts. What do we have to do? The importance when we set our website up so it doesn't just look pretty and actually helps us yeah. get. Such a great question. So nowadays the stats are basically a couple stats to be aware of. There's something called the three second rule. And the three second rule is when somebody comes to your website, say your homepage for the very first time in three seconds, they need to know if they like you and what to do next. So mm -hmm. you're literally like, this is the core benefit that you get by being here. And this is what you should do next. It has to be so mm -hmm. blatantly obvious and mm -hmm. short and to the point. Mm -hmm. Next thing, people on average, if you're lucky, will consume only up to 20% of content on any given page on your website. So you mm -hmm. have to build websites for scannability, not for full readability anymore. It's just not a thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then more imagery with just a title for them then to click. Yep. Headlines, photos, bullet points. Mm -hmm. Like it's just showing, not telling. That's the key yeah. with mm. the website. But you can have got enough time <laughs> to read it. They've got to see well, it no. before they're going to read <laughs> People, you can't get people to read emails enough these days. Many yeah. of us in business, and you're like sending emails to your clients, they read like the first two sentences, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's just who yeah. we are. And that's why it's always good to have a PS. For me, yes. I love yes. in emails because I know they'll read the first bit and they'll go down and they'll go, okay. So the PS is like really the part that the next action, what you want them to do. That's like, all over HubSpot and ConvertKit and all the different email marketing CRM systems, they all say the PS is one of the most highly clicked uh, places. Right, so it works, yeah. Because you're on it. Because I'm on. <laughs> but the other thing I wanted to say too about the website, because you asked as well, is like how quickly can you expect it to work? Well, not necessarily very quickly. And there's a reason why that the word CRO or conversion rate optimization now is a buzzword. And what oh. that is, is basically just implies that when you have a, an online property or emails, it's harder than before to get results. So you have a process of conversion rate, optimizing them and testing and measuring over time. And don't be discouraged. You know, here's the thing with online. You just keep trying things and, and testing and seeing, did that work better? Did that work better? But yeah. yeah, so no real answer to that question. How long can it take? It sort of depends on how much testing you're yeah. doing and if you have a good offer. Yeah. And I was saying that because a lot of people think when they get a website built, it's just going to create the leads. No. Yeah. You know, there's a big difference between just a website developer or designer to somebody that is strategic. And that's what I love about you guys. And we have been asking Heather to help build our website for a long time. So don't look at it now that she has done it because she has not. We are trying to finalize copy, but when it's up, believe me, 
it's going to be a machine, a lead converting machine. It every is. page, like everything she's got, every page has a call to action. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that, how every page you've got some type of specific thing that you want to take into that next step. Absolutely. Yeah, every page. Your website is just a series of pathways based on where somebody is in the journey with you. So mm -hmm. you'll have people that are coming to your site that are just aware of the problem or desire that they have. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to fishing around. And what should be my next step? You'll have mm. people on your email list that come to your website and like, yeah, okay, I'm thinking about it now. I think I'm ready. Where do yeah. I go? Right. So you always are thinking in terms of your pages. Do you have pathways for people? Definitely on the homepage and top level service pages and things like that. But then when they get to the page that they're meant to go to, to make a decision, mm. everything on that page now is changed to help them make the decision. FAQs, testimonials, credibility, yeah. you know, benefits, features, all the sort of things that we know in a, in a good sales letter. Yeah. And just two things have come to mind. Uh, I know two of the businesses that listen to this podcast, and because they've reached out to me lately, one of them is a designer. She's in Sydney. She's been on the show, not on the show, but she's been following the show for quite some time, like I think from the start. Ooh. Um, and she does you know, interior design. So if someone's like, I don't know if I can afford her, they need some other steps along that way. Yes. If we've got like a chef who's another lady that listens to it and she does private home parties. Love it. And But then someone's like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for a home party or I don't know if I can afford it or I don't know how many people or my house might not be nice enough to have a big private party. There's some things. Tell us some things that they need so it's not like, okay, you're either a client or you're not. Yeah. What are some things that they need to do to put some steps in place to help nurture these potential prospects into clients? Yeah, it's a really good question because there's always going to be that middle step. And maybe if you think you have the middle step, there might even be another middle step in between mm -hmm. those steps that people would take because they want that choice versus what you said, going all in and can look a lot of different ways. I mean, like there's a thing called a lead magnet, which is a freebie to build your email list. And even that's changed a lot because people mm -hmm. are just jaded about signing up for yet another thing and another email list. So yeah. Normally, it's going to be you think hot, terms... hot, hot now, right? It's yeah. going to be like so hot. Yeah. We've been building stuff for for me, and I've been saying to Erica, "This yeah. has to be so hot. Mm. I want people to not believe they're getting this for free." Exactly. Like that's how hot it's going to be, and so we go back and forth for hours. <laughs> still not hot. Still wouldn't pay for it. <laughs> like it's, yeah, now it's hot. Okay, they can go. Yeah. And that's the right thinking. Absolutely. And it's like, this is the chance for somebody to try before they buy. Think of it like that. It's got to be best foot forward, amazing content. Also, you'll find that you get tend to get more highly pre-qualified leads if there's a bit of a time investment from them as well. Mm -hmm. So if there's like a video that's attached in there and they're watching that, you'll tend to find that those people actually become your clients because um, yeah, they get to... Okay. They get you. to your energy. So Feel what energy. other things, and let's just say if we've got a lead magnet, something where they opt in, is there anything else? Like do chatbots work, work well at the moment? Do you know anything about the chatbots or is there anything else that they can do, that middle step? Yeah. So, and again, another great question because everyone's changing the way they have conversations. So mm -hmm. chatbots or, or SMS or DMs, all of that stuff is working better and better and better. And 
big part of that is the shift away from picking up the phone, especially with the younger demographic. Like yeah. I have two stepsons, they're 21 and 23. Now, if I could get them to pick up the phone and call somebody, I would be very, very happy. But DMing, snapping, yeah, easy. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so keeping in mind that that's the future and where we're headed, there's terms like by sell by chat and all these things floating around. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, having having an ability to have a conversation with somebody in a chat scenario mm -hmm. is really important mm -hmm. for sure. I'm trying to think of some other ones. I mean, like I find that, that I can, I can yeah. share something on the sell by chat with us. Yeah. So that's, we do sell by chat. We'll promote an event and we'll just say, Hey, this is coming up. Would you like the information on it? Yes. Yes. Then we take it, we go, Hey, I'm going to PM you and we give them something first. We're not just going to bait them, but then we will ask them questions. Hey, what type of business is this for? Every person that we manage to do a sell by chat that then books in, we'll go, this is the link for the event. I'll click the event. They're not just the people that show up, but they're actually the people that then want to go to that next step and buy. Amazing. So sell by chat has been huge for us. And yeah, I've witnessed it firsthand, firsthand. It's, and it's zero it's marketing spend. This is just us having our beautiful team members have Peter's voice and Peter's script. Yeah. So like this, what I say. But then in the evening, when it's blowing up, Pete's on there doing it for real because, you know, normally when we post something, it's it's in prime time and the team's gone. So then Pete, he does you know, it. starts to have it. What socials are you guys doing that on? What are you getting the best results on? Facebook. Um, Facebook and Instagram, but I'm um, sorry, oh. Facebook and LinkedIn, but Facebook specifically for this technique is huge. LinkedIn takes a while where you have to massage it a little bit different because now everyone's going, it just feels very salesy on there when people go to your inbox. Yeah. And we don't believe in just hitting someone cold. Yeah. We believe in getting them to be, what is it? Not a friend. What is it called? Um, a co connection or contact connection and there's things that we do because we teach reverse selling so you know we've got to practice what we preach we're not just going and go hey we're doing a course next week and we just don't hit their <laughs> box with that which is really important that we stay on brand too and it does work well on linkedin but as soon as we take it to facebook it's like the the other day we did we had 77 people comment wow Pete was trying to deal with DM people and I was like, next time we probably need to make sure that we get the team, one team member to stay back. <laughs> so, you know, they do an after hours to help you because 77 and I'm like, and I've got dancing, so I've got to go. Bye. <laughs> yeah. See ya. <laughs> but I got, and I'm so glad you brought that up because I think that's the key is it's like, we have to consider new things and how people are communicating now, you know, video, quick videos and chat you know and who knows what's to come but I love that you said that and the results that you guys are getting too because I've just been hearing right left and center it's to, it's the same no matter where yeah. you know who you talk yeah. to yeah I walked into a shop yesterday and she said oh we're closing down this is our second last day and I yeah. said oh, I have no idea and she said oh didn't you get the email and I said we get about 300 emails a day <laughs> yeah. yeah and I said what did you sms 
And she goes, oh, we don't SMS. And I said, you are missing a ton of prospects of money. I said, and your clients won't know where to find you because what if they, they go? And mm -hmm. it showed that. And I just said to her, hey, this is what we do. And this is like not we're a sales company, but I said, this is what we do with our business. Yeah. And yeah, I just told her about the SMS and the, the difference of the response and the instant response. So ladies, you know, you're listening to this. If you're not using SMS, for customer service, whatever it is, like just pick it up, start there doing. You go. <laughs> and there's systems. We use Click Send. I don't know what else is out there, but yeah, it, there's loads. Huge, yeah, yeah. You started the Hustle Rebellion, your podcast. I did. What is behind the name? Why the name? <laughs> and what's your belief in wanting to get out there and help business owners grow? My so it started because I had this belief of working hard, hustling hard to get results. And that comes from my background working in the personal development industry, like set big goals and <laughs> go after them. And I was surrounded by a lot of hardcore masculine energy as well. So mm -hmm. I thought that this is how you do success, mm -hmm. basically. Oh, cool. I'm going to go ahead and hustle and be out there and big energy and then with my other business I was doing that and then I just was like getting sick mm. and like heart palpitations at night not sleeping feeling drained to the core and I'm like what what's going yeah. on like so when I was working on my new podcast and what I was going to call it I kept hearing the word hustle everywhere and I was hearing individuals talking about burnout and how, mm. you know, the anti-hustle culture and how people are desperate to reconnect with people in nature and feel mm. better. And I'm like, that's it. I want to create a rebellion against hustle. And that's how it love came it. Love it. Yes. <laughs> with the Herpreneur show, we, how it started, it was the Herpreneur lifestyle show, because I was definitely one of those that burnt out. It was always like the seven figures, seven figures, get to get seven figures. And, you know, <laughs> It's like killing myself. Yeah. Never got to the seven figures in that business. Wasn't yeah. no United was when we got it, but it was like, and it was definitely working a different way. <laughs> it was going hard yakka, but yeah, I definitely believe that, you know, us women, we have to allow that flow and hence why exercise is so important. Oh my God. And so I know that you are a Pilates reformer freak. Uh, four times a week is that right from memory is that right? I go four times a week I am fitter than I have ever been I actually have shoulder definition and like little biceps and I'm like oh this is it. so good how many but springs do you use for your legs when you're doing like your squats all of them all of them I thought so <laughs> yeah we need some extra springs on this bed let's do this oh no I I I it's been life changing and because there's a lot of breath work as well when you're there and that's what I like about Pilates is like you do the the breath and then yeah it's kind of meditative and very very hard work for your core and you know your strength so yeah I'm I'm totally into it so what, what when did you start to put like a different lifestyle in place take us to your personal life and share with us the journey from that burnout and then like just yeah. go so this is what I just started to do to to turn things around I remember it quite vividly. There's a couple of moments. One of them was when I was sitting on the couch and I just gotten coffee from just a local cafe takeaway. 
and I was drinking it. And all of a sudden my whole left arm started aching terribly. And I'm like, am I having a heart attack? Like what's going on? And I ended up going. Having heart palpitations. Yeah. At nighttime as well before that. All of it. Yeah, and wow. so I went down and I got strapped in. What do they call it? E- e- ECG or e- yeah. whatever. That- the one that sticks on you or you actually sticky. Got, yeah, like, sticky did you one. go home with it or did you? No, I was in, I stayed, I was yeah, in hospital easy. and yeah, that yeah. they're like, yeah, nothing, nothing It's you're fine. You know? And, and then my GP was like, I think you might've had a panic attack. I'm like, really? And she said, yeah, they can manifest in like full-on arm pain and what you were describing and panic and everything because I think that's what you had so I stopped drinking coffee at that point in time I started eating intuitively I think is what they call it but I just started to pay attention to how I feel and I know that for me I'm not gluten intolerant but I don't feel well so I stopped eating that I I just eat fish and veg and vego and I just started kind of listening to myself whereas before I would push through everything. It's just a different way of being. And as I was doing that, I'm like, okay, now I need to start to move my body as well. And I started in, in baby steps. I would literally just take a neighborhood walk. I would yeah. go, I got to get away from my stress on my computer and just start to walk in the and neighborhood. And how good is just the neighborhood walk? Looking at Isn't the good? and saying a hi to people when they walk past and <laughs> yeah, the neighborhood walk, it's, it's beautiful, beautiful place to yeah. start. That's where I started changing diets, you know, into that in the neighborhood walk and then went from there. Yeah. And how did you get into Pilates? And that was because of, I actually found out that from a Cairo appointment, because I was having like a lot of headaches and stuff Mm -hmm. that I have scoliosis and I never knew it. And so I have a curvature of my spine on the right-hand side. And then what was happening on the left is arthritis in my neck and because it's overcompensating for the curve. Mm -hmm. And I went again to my doctor and she's like, you're probably going to have to have surgery just so you know, in the future. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, that sounds great. Neck surgery. That's what I want. Don't you love when they say it? It's like, so would you like the ham and cheese sandwich or would you like a vegetarian sandwich? Like they just say like, it's just everyday conversation. Like you might just have to have an operation and, you know, put a a bar in like in the back of your neck. Fuse my spine. I don't know. But I I'm like, no, no, not gonna happen. Yeah. That's that's it. And so I'm like, what can I do? You know, what do I need to do? And it's gonna be have have to be stretching, it's gonna be strength, it's gonna be core to balance my back and open myself. You you intuitively felt that. Yeah, I was drawn to it, drawn to Pilates. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) You intuitively thought I've got to stretch, I've got to strengthen. That's that's amazing. Yeah. 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 And then wow. I've been at it ever since. And if I go without a week, some mm-hmm. of the, the head aches or the neck pains come back in, but wow. I don't have any symptoms at all. And I felt wow. better than I ever have. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Of course. The two women that we normally have on the show, normally they're either, you know, the first group is, you know, normally quite seasoned female entrepreneurs. They've been in business for a while. They're always just looking just to learn, eager for education. It's fun. <laughs> piece of advice for them, and then a piece of advice for the ones that are more in the startup phases. They're still in the trenches, and this could be, you know, you've got so many different skill sets. So whatever you think, hey, this would be a really good piece of advice. That I probably think that I wish I had, or I think it's going to make a big impact for them. Could be, yeah. it could be business. 
wherever you mm. want to go. I think that for the more established, it is always revisiting team and systems on mm. the regular. Just yeah. because you've created something a year ago, you're not the same person the next year. And yes. <laughs> getting your team to weigh in as well, like going, what sucks about that system, the project management, the templates, whatever you're using, you know, and getting them to help build how mm. your business is run. I think that's important because like I said, we're different every single year. And we wake up one day and we're like, I hate doing that. I don't want to do it. So how are you going to, you know, offload that to somebody? So team, everything and systems. That'd probably be for for those ladies because then obviously that's going to help you work smarter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, startups. That's a and really also, good question. Also, while you let that startup advice yeah. come to you, it's yeah, interesting yeah. because we have all of our team are offshore. Yeah. And so we don't treat them like they're VAs. We treat them like they're, you know, team. a proper team. We give them holiday pay, everything. Like they're really looked after. Perfect. And the other day I was... I had this feeling, I just don't know if they're working to capacity. I think we've got too many, too many on now. And so I started just to look at the end of day, what they log in and, you know, this might take 10 minutes. It takes about an hour. And I worked, yeah. at, you know, some of these shifts, you know, running about a five hours out of an eight hour shift. Not that we want them to be burnt out and, you know, have to do a full eight hours. We were like, okay, we had half an hour on for lunch. It's five and a half hours. Anyway, then I went, well, I'm going to do a check-in with them and just let them know what's going on and how we can fill this out. And one of them, I just said, I'm I'm curious about, you know, the, the time and the quality of work that we're doing. Do you ever feel like you're sitting around waiting for things to do and blah, blah, blah. And I said, because what we're looking at doing is maybe shortening the shift, but I want to know how it impacts you personally, financial, mm. lifestyle-wise. So lifestyle-wise, obviously, it's a win. And then one of them gave the feedback saying, well, actually, that would be hard because I'd be doubling up with the other concierge. So it would be one would be starting the shift and one would be finishing and things could get dropped. And this is actually what happened with one of our customers. It was a miscommunication because she had a day off. Yeah. And that gave me so much feedback and understanding how a system was actually breaking down. And if I changed it to then actually, so it is a crossover, it would have broken down even more. Yeah. And then I went to one of the other VAs. <laughs> he was like, oh, miss, if you could reduce my hours to six hours, that would be amazing because I've got a baby now and I need to go to the grocery shop and I can spend more time with him. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I haven't reduced them yet. So don't get excited, but that makes the job easier. And just from checking in with them, and I do normally check in, but this was like really like going, okay, do we need to change their hours? One wanted to reduce their hours and the other one actually showed me a possible problem that could have happened with the double up. Yep. Yeah. Huge. Just, but yeah. Because you took that moment to actually genuinely ask and yeah. care about yeah. it as well. Yeah. 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 And because if we if we did change it, and I was worried about the retention and all that type of stuff as well, yeah. but if we changed it, it would have been like another huge problem. Yeah. <laughs> We've got, okay, so the concierges cannot cross over. They've got to be on the same time, but they're doing different tasks. And yeah. the other one, yeah, he's he's good. And then I've got Erica and she does all the, she does all, I love working with Erica. Great to be in it, you love. Now you ran a whole offshore, you had a whole team offshore, like 15, like how did you? Yeah, we, we had actually. Like we've got five, not 15. We had 30, but there were a lot of part-timers in that mix as well. Oh uh, we were just pumping out like back in the day sort of, basic websites and sort of easy social media posts that didn't they don't require the thought that you need now <laughs> that would have been hard 
especially part-timers. I think part-timers are harder to manage personally. There is a lot of hardness in that time. That's yeah. part of what I got burnt out from yeah. <laughs> mismanaging that whole thing. Time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> advice for the woman in the startup yes so she's all excited but she's herself too because she wants to bring cash in mm-hmm. um, probably obsessing about her business day and night probably not sleeping and you know trying to juggle family or whatever it else is yep. you think you could do that that would have saved me a lot of headache or trouble or money yes Make sure that the business you are building is the vehicle for the lifestyle that you want. Mm. That is so important because Mm. you can fall into business by saying yes, yes, yes to everything that's coming to you, which most of us do when we're starting up. And unfortunately, what can happen as a result of that is by being reactive, you might be now a full-blown like service-based, custom service-based business that you actually don't want. Maybe you want to teach, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So make sure you're really clear on what you want. Do you want to be with your children? Do you want to be able to travel? And how are you going to create something like that? And mm-hmm. simplify. There's so many people that come to me and they're like, and then I want to do this. And then I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to sell this. Come up mm-hmm. with one core offer. And I know that you talk about this all the time and, and what you guys do is amazing and how you teach this, but like what's going to set you apart and what's that one sort of signature package you can start with and fine tune and tweak and perfect. Mm. Um, because without simplif- simplification, you're never going to grow because you just have too many things going crazy yeah. around you. And I think that's a good piece of advice because everyone says, you normally say, just say yes to everything. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you're saying, be aware of saying yes to everything. Because yep. it can also train you into doing it even now because with Peter, I continually have to like rein him back because he still says yes to everything because he's got that mentality. Yep. And this guy, when we're talking about a team's capacity in their work day, I look at how much Pete puts in and there's different terms that we use like with, you know, what's the cost of inaction? Like what's the cost of a customer not doing a phone call. So we're trying to teach our clients this type of stuff. I'd like to say, personally, what's the cost of that action for you in your life? Not cost of inaction. So people are scared of, if I don't say yes, I might not get that sale. But there's also, what's the cost if you do that action? Because it's going to affect you, your, your family. Like I just know with Pete, I go, man, you need to go play golf, go in the sauna, and go do a gym workout. He needs to be with you for a second. Like, and not that he comes out angry. He's, he's just he's just used all his words for the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Valid point. Saying yes, even in a like growth stage of a business. You know, yeah. so what, what Heather's saying there is definitely going, hey, let me journal for a little bit. What do I want my life to look like? And as soon as you set those parameters, then things do start to work out. Like if you go, okay, like for me, it's like I start at 10 o'clock. That's my start time because I know that I need to do the school stuff. Then I like to do my exercise stuff. I'm good at 10. Yeah. Yeah. It's like- and you know that about yourself. And suddenly just things start to, to book in at that time. Clarity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know this question because I think we've covered it, but I'm going to finish with it anyway. What is the one thing that you do on a weekly basis minimum that makes you the happiest version of you? You know, if I do this, it makes me back to being Heather. What is it? Well, we know it's Pilates, but there's something else as well. 
it's so simple. It's like, it's so simple is literally going out on my deck. So again, I'm in Northern beaches. So I'm in a like leafy, beautiful area of Sydney yeah. and have a bit of a view. And I go out on my deck and we have kookaburros, the birds that come around. If you're overseas, they're the ones that sound like laughing monkeys. <laughs> oh, wow! And we, we feed them. And then we have water dragons, which are these massive lizards that are like a typical Australian animals, right? So these huge lizards that come, they just hang out on the deck with us. So they're like, we're going like our friends. We're going to number 37. (laughs) No. Um, And then I have, oh, so good. And then I have my cat and I love nothing more, especially as they get older than just sitting outside and having these little animals hanging out, you know, and having that moment. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think there is a invisible intelligence that animals have. Yeah. that we cannot see, but they can sense, you know, it's said that we only use a certain percentage of our brain. But I think that sensory that animals have, birds yeah. definitely have it. I can see how birds just communicate with each other when they're in the sky, when they're flying and, you know, yeah. all the way, and then suddenly they just turn, you know, snap of a finger, they're all the other way. And yeah, <laughs> wow. It's, it's so yours, so- yours the balcony to be at. <laughs> I'm just like, come over and hang out with the local wildlife. <laughs> And you've got photos and videos of that on, on Instagram. I, I've I've shared them in my stories. I'm like, and I'm hanging I'm hanging out today with this little fella and this one. I'm not giving him a name. I know, I know. I love it's it. Kind of funny. Yeah. Because, uh, everyone would have heard your intelligence. I know we've just it's like bird theory, like probably hit like not even 10% of anything that you know, and there's 90% more under that water. You've got a gift for everyone today. So let's share with the share the gift and thank Absolutely. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Look, it's an easy checklist. I find with most people that have a website, there's always little tweaks that you can make. Like we t- spoke about before, the little tweaks can mean everything. So it's basically how to fix the leaky buckets in your website. And it's just examples. Mm-hmm. It's a free checklist. Easiest way to find that is just on my website, website, love.com.au. And then you just go to free resources, big fat free resources in the menu and you'll see it in their checklist. I love it. How to fix, what is it? The leaky bucket of your website? Yeah, basically how to fix the the leaky buckets. That was me testing uh, all these headlines with Facebook ads. Ah, And that one just like, boom. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, that's it. All right, ladies, get on to that because I know we all have websites, so uh, we can start fixing that leaky bucket. I'll have the link down below as well. So if you want to jump on that now, do so. Thank you so much, Heather. Thank you for gracing our presence. Thank you for having me. I always love our chats. Thank you. (laughs) I love you, Heather Ford. I keep rocking it out, girl. You're listening to The Herpreneur Show. I hope you received the inspirational idea, thought or message that you're meant to hear today. If you love the show, it means a bunch to me sending me a message on Facebook or on iTunes to rate and review the show and subscribe so you're the first to know when the next show's released. Until then, make sure you do something that fills up your level of happiness, something that lifts your vibration so high that you're the happiest person that you know. I'm out.